0: You want to change the world, son. So do I.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Curious Christians podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Chavera, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey, everyone. Guys, we're super excited to have you listening and want to thank you guys for tuning in to listen to us. Um, if you guys haven't already go to our website there's a cool new feature on there where you can actually create your own account we're starting to finally build the website out and um, get it to what we want it to be and uh, I think if you guys sign up there's
0: even a chance you guys are gonna get a free t-shirt isn't there absolutely we gave one away last week and we'll give another one away this week and uh, we you know we, we have the joy of giving them away. We want to give them away. So we want to encourage everyone not only to sign up for yourself, also tell someone about the Curious Christians uh, podcast and uh, have them sign up. And if they uh, mention your name, uh, we'll enter you twice. There you go. That works.
1: And, guys, also go to uh, the Curious Christians Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, and if you guys want to message us through any of those sites, you can ask us a question. That's what we'd like to um, have you guys do. Is to communicate with us because this is the curious Christians, and uh, we like to have you guys uh, ask the questions so that we can have topics for this podcast, and that's um, that's the type of community that we want to build. So um, just uh, be on the lookout for new things coming every single day. And uh, if you guys want that T-shirt, I'm telling you, you'll get one if you right now is the time to do it. Absolutely, Brandon. What is our topic for today? Well, our topic for today is how does the Bible grow? With today's society and today's times you know this Bible um, people who are either trying to fight this our faith and stuff like that they're going to reference how old the Bible is and reading through the Bible it's definitely very clear that it references an older time so how does this uh, Bible that it was written in a completely different era how does that relate to our society today how do people use that in their life
0: Wow, really good question. You know, um, right off the bat, God just uh, dealt with me about that because he, the Bible wasn't written to relate to a society. The Bible was written to relate to a heart. And so um, since man's heart has never changed, um, the Bible is never changing. It's, it's, it's always the same. Um, the great thing about it is, and what makes it you know the greatest book ever written, is that we can apply it to our lives. We can read it and then immediately apply it to our lives. We have the history of, of God in you know, the, the Old Testament. We have the, the uh, advancements and uh, the life application of God in the New Testament. So um, it, it's, it never it, it, it doesn't really relate to a society. It, it relates more to the heart. And that's why it's it's a never changing uh, word. It's it's you know the word of God is never changing. It's always the same. It's it doesn't have any error. And uh, people can get uh, as much out of it today as the day it was ever made.
1: Yeah. So you know people um, who hear about our handbook of life are told that in any issue they have in their life, they can find the answer for it or solution for it in the Bible. So, um, obviously there wasn't corporate office jobs back when this Bible was written, but say that there is someone who's working an office job and they're having trouble with their coworker or they're having trouble in their career. How do they look to this handbook of life and find an answer for something like that when that specific type incident wasn't related back then?
0: Because the, if, if there's any time there's a problem, it's a problem of the heart, right? Um, there's only two things that really, um, plague us our our minds and our hearts. And everything other than that um, is secondary. So um, it was, you know, when there's a a problem in an office today, it's the same thing as the problem that they had, you know, out in the field when they were tending the sheep or when they were bringing in the harvest. Um, It's just maybe worded a little differently, but the the problem of the mind, problem of the heart, same thing, unchanging. Man's heart doesn't change. It's always been the same. So if this handbook
1: of life is guided towards us and our hearts and who we are as, uh, as human beings, then how do we apply this to our life today? How do you take this text and translate it into you actually using it in this, in
0: this society we have? The, um, the, the illustrations that the Bible gives and the examples that the Bible gives, the people that have lived their life as an example for us, um, once again, same things, it, it's, the, it's the same things that have been happening from generation to generation to generation. Um, it may have happened in a field then, it happens in an office now. It may have um, you know, been on a boat back then, it might be in a car today. But the, the heart and the, the brain, the mind, it's all the same, uh, same thoughts. Uh, Same everything. It's actually, um, you know, we should probably do a podcast on the history, because the history always repeats itself in God's word, and um, and if you always look back and you look and I don't want to get too far into this on this podcast because that's not the question you asked, but just for for um, discussion's sake, if you look back um, on all the wars uh, that have taken place, they you know when you when you them in the pot, boil them up and take, take everything that, that comes to the top and scrape it off. It always comes back to what the the people believed in their thoughts about God. It always comes back to I hate I don't really like this word religion, but it always comes back to religion, every war that's ever been fought. it hasn't been about um, you know lines on a map. it's been about religion. It always has and it always will. Why do you think that is? Uh, because m- man's heart never changes. This is, it's, uh, it's a pretty simple, there's nothing complicated about God. You know, we, on a previous podcast, we talked about how when we complicate things and uh, they sound more romantic or they sound more interesting, God's not complicated. He's not the author of confusion. He's not the, the complicator. He's, everything with God is very simple. And his word is very simple. So, you know, that's why we tell people there's nothing you're going to go through in this life you know nothing that you can't find an answer for in his word it's all been laid out it's the same word that was answering questions for people when it was first written all the way till today and if we have tomorrow it'll be tomorrow too
1: yeah so one of the things that I like to do is um, I have an app it's called the Bible app on my phone and uh, I like to do they have little plans And so it'll be tailored towards a specific thing like one of the ones I did was ending your day right the other ones like a a 20-day walk with Jesus and it will it'll constantly do like a devotion and then it will reference portions of the Bible is that um, and I I know those are good and you can learn something from them but even though it's just referencing the Bible is it still important to dive into the actual Bible in front of you or if you are getting those portions from those um, from those you know, little things you're doing, is that okay? Does that satisfy bringing the Bible into your life to use it in
0: the right way? Good question. Um, you know, the, the thing about the Bible is it's, it's, it's like a good medicine, right? So if you're in need um, to be healed or you're, you're in need of medicine, um, to answer that question, would it be better to take a piece of the medicine or the whole thing? And obviously, the answer is the whole thing. So I think those those Bible apps and all that, any any kind of any any piece of the Word of God is good, right? Any piece of it. But to get what you you know, you can get a little piece of God's Word and get a little bit out of it, or you can dive into the Word and get a majority of of it. You know what I mean? It's, so it, it's 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 like a good medicine. Uh, it, you you want as much as you can get of it because it's only gonna make you better. It's gonna bring peace and it's gonna, I mean, it's, 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 got a, it, it's full of attributes um, that God has laid out for us to have. I mean, it's his will, you know, he, he created us to be happy and to be joyful and um, to access the handbook of life. So uh, those, those apps are good. Um, if you're on the go, if you're on the run, you, you get a little piece of God uh, that's wonderful. Um, so we're not, you know, we're, we're actually advocating that, but we, we would advocate a lot stronger God's word. You know, a, a time that you set aside so you're not on the run and a, a time that you set aside every morning before you start your day to be able to get in there and, and get a real solid chunk rather than a little piece.
1: Oh, excuse me and so also you know when you when you read the Bible and you grow you start to kind of see you you start to see it in like a new light you know things make sense to you and then even just in your regular walk every single day you see things and you're able to look at them differently um, you know I'll give a um, I'll give a point here so this last weekend um, we have this event in uh, Panama City Beach and it's called the Gulf Coast Jam and uh, Basically, it's it's this huge country music concert. A bunch of famous people come out here and they perform. And me and the wife uh, decided we were gonna go. So we went to this concert, and the acts, the main acts, were Tim McGraw, Jason Aldean, and Kid Rock. And so we had gone there, and we had watched the first night, and everything was fine. And on the second night, when we went, uh, the the second to last act played a little bit longer than we thought they. They were supposed to end like 30 minutes before, so we thought that was a little suspicious. And then, <laughs> um, right after their act came, the head guy at the Gulf Coast Jam comes walking on stage and tells us that Jason Aldean had to cancel his concert. And then they show a video of him coming on um, on the stage area, and it's of him on uh, basically a hospital bed, and he's like, you know, guys, I have a terrible flu. Um, I, you know, I've been with doctors all day. They've been pumping me with medicine, trying to help me out and nothing's working. I'm so sorry. I have to apologize. I I can't do it. And so I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, all right, man, it stinks. The guy's sick. So we packed up our stuff and we're leaving. The reaction of everybody else. And I, you know, I I wouldn't say that even before I be, you know, became a Christian and had this walk in faith, I wouldn't even say that I would have acted like this before. But maybe I wouldn't have noticed it as much. But people were just disgusted. And I was watching them. And I'm like, I'm seeing people. We were walking by his tour bus. And I saw people spit on it. I saw people taking pictures, flicking it off. People were talking about spray painting it. (laughs) I mean, they were saying the most vile things. And I'm thinking, this man is sick. And, you know, he, he honestly can't do it. And you guys are being this rude about it. I saw on Facebook a woman post on uh, one of the News Herald sites, she said, uh, "I hope he never comes back here to Panama City Beach again."
0: Wow. And
1: so, um, just looking at that from from my standpoint now, and I look at that, and it just it almost hurts me to see that that you know some people have that lack of compassion in their hearts. And like I said, I don't know that before I had you know really had my walk in faith. I feel like I grew up with a certain set of standards and morals in my life, but. Now that I've been in my faith, it almost hurt me to see that. It hurt me to see that another person who is sick, <clears throat> excuse me, we have such so less compassion for them that we are actually going to spit on their tour bus and you know, tell them not to come back because
0: they couldn't come on stage. Wow, that's that's crazy. You know, um, think about this now, reverse it. What if everybody would have gathered around, made a circle around the tour bus and prayed for him? Right. I mean, so he's looking out the window and he sees people spitting on his bus. Does that give him incentive to come back and do a free concert maybe for everybody, you know, just to kind of make up for it? Or or what would motivate him more just to look out the window and see everybody in a big circle praying for him that, you know, God would heal him and make him better. And, you know, if, if I'm sure if he saw that, he'd probably want to come back and do a a free concert for Panama city, you know, but, um, yeah, that's crazy. And it's, I mean, I think it's a great illustration to show the difference between someone who uses the Bible as a handbook of life and people that don't, you know, and then it's, they're just, we told this one time, we got a lot of slack for it, but we, we said this in a, in a service one time that, you know, there's really no bad people. There's just deceived people they're deceived and they're walking to, you know, they're leaning to their own understanding. They're deceived and, uh, and, and that's why they act the way they do. Um, you know, Christians really need a reality check every once in a while. And we need to think back of, um, you know, who we were before we were saved. You know, and, and uh, I mean, when I do that, it doesn't take me but a couple minutes to remember that I was not worth saving, but God still saved me and I was not worth loving, but God still loved me. You know, so so a lot of times I think we need a reality check um, for that. But what a great illustration to show the difference between you know, people that walk with God and people that don't. I would have, I would have much rather heard a story of, oh man, everybody got around his bus and they prayed for him. Uh, you know, I would have much rather heard that story.
1: <laughs> I would have much rather seen it. You yeah, know? yeah. But you're, you're right. If, if we had all gathered around and prayed, how much, how much of a witness would that have been? And you know, it's funny because now that you say that, I think about it, and the next day I actually saw, you know, major news articles. Writing about how he canceled his concert. Oh, you know Jason Aldean got sick and this and that. How many news articles, big ones, would have picked it up if the entire place had gathered in prayer and prayed for him? You know, if the guy had stepped on stage and said, "I think he needs our prayers," and everybody was like, "Let's take a moment of silence. Let's pray for him," I guarantee you that would have made national coverage. How many lives would that have touched? It certainly would have made him happy. I'm sure.
0: You bet. Um, you know, the, the the Bible is such a, a great resource for us because, once again, it's so life applicable. Um, I remember a psalm that um, David wrote. It was Psalm 32. And in that psalm, he says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. And and he, David wrote that because God laid it on his heart to to let everyone know that reads it you know, God's not gonna save you and then say, okay, now you're on your own, you know. He saves you and then he starts transforming you and teaching you and, and discipling you. And this book is such a big piece of how we're transformed. So, you know, when you, when you ask the question, you know, how does the Bible um, kind of relate to us today when, it, when it's such an old book? I, I think it relates to us um, just as powerful as it did the day it was written you know
1: and you think all the um all the parables and everything that go along with the bible um do you believe that that is also going to continue to just be relevant throughout the rest of this history of this
0: earth <laughs> we do because it's he's a he's a, an unchanging god he's he's the same god yesterday today and forever and uh you know, someone, I, 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 I preached that one time, I preached that many times, but one time I preached it and someone came up to me and said, well, can God change his mind? You know, if he's the same yesterday, today and forever, can he change his mind? I mean, that was a a, a, a very quick reaction. Yes, he can. He's changed his mind many times through the Bible. He's changed his mind when he was going to destroy a city, you know, he and, and he said, you know, I'm just looking for Ten men, you know, I'm just looking for ten people that are worthy and I won't destroy it, you know. So, yeah, uh, he can change his mind. And can, can our prayers change his mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when we say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it, means, it doesn't mean that he can't change his mind. It means that he's the kind of God that, listen, his heart is the same. His, his, the way he deals with us is the same. He's not a um, respecter of any any one more than the other. You know, he's the same God. Uh, he was the same when they when when the people first got the word. He's he's the same tomorrow if we have it.
1: So when you say that um, you know he can change his mind, um, does that work in all aspects, or are certain things do you think preset like um, you know our our time of death or something like that? Do you think that that's preset?
0: I think everyone has um, a time that they're. Uh, you know, Bible tells us there's a time to live and a time to die. Um, I think everyone has a time that they, they are scheduled uh, to go. However, um, we've seen through his word that when people, you know, repent and, and uh, serve him, uh, that he can prolong their life. And he has. So um, yeah, uh, the, the fact that he'll change, absolutely. He'll change. He can change anything. He created everything, so he can change anything he wants. Yeah.
1: And, you know, just I believe that in this text, that if you read it and you try to apply it to your life, that you yourself will see how effective it is in um, changing your life, too. And, you know, that was one of the things when I first started, um, you know, reading the Bible and trying to understand it was there was there were sections in it that I didn't think really applied to me because it, it seemed to reference a, a previous time that didn't really correlate with today, but you know I can read passages now, and maybe it's just because I've been consistently more diving into it. But God will open up my eyes and almost relate it to something else. It will say something about you know working by the sweat of your brow, and to me that will relate to you know working harder in my business in a certain area based off of what I physically need. What have I prayed to God? What is what am I asking for? And what does that what does that passage mean to me?
0: Absolutely, that's the great thing about it. That's why it's been the 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 most printed book ever written, um, because people can take this. Like, I'll just give you an example today in my um, my devotion time. Um, I got up at four thirty this morning, and I was um, I, I love getting up earlier than everyone else, because I just have that quiet time. There's nothing going on in my house everything's quiet. And when I get into God's word, you know, I, I have, a, I take my shower, have a cup of coffee and I'm, I'm sitting there sipping coffee and, and reading God's word. What a great way to start the day. I got to tell you. And, uh, and so I'm in his word and I'm reading a, a portion of scripture that I've read. I can't tell you how many times in, in my walk with him, it was, I was reading about Abraham and, and, and God showed me again, he showed me something new that I hadn't seen before reading that scripture. Um, and that's just that's what makes this book so awesome and so so relevant to our lives and so life applicable because God can take a story that you've read a hundred times and give you something new out of it every time you read it. Why is that? Well I think there's several reasons for that. Number one, it's always going to be your life changer. It's always going to be your life application, right? Number two, I don't think the word changes, but I believe we change. Therefore, when we read the word, it we read it differently or we see it differently than we did the last time we read it, because we've changed. Things in our life have changed. So it's going to have a different meaning for us, right? And then number three, you know, God's always going to give you whatever you need. And so, you, you know, I liken it unto any, any Bible story. You can read, you know, uh, David and Goliath or, or, or Samson or wh- whoever you want to read about. That story may be relevant to you as a child and then it's going to change as a teenager and then it's going to change again as a young adult and then it's going to change again as an older uh, adult, you know. And then uh, when you get elderly, it may, it may mean something completely different then. You know, I know I've read that story of of uh, David and Goliath, I don't know, hundreds of times. But when I was over in Israel, uh, I was on a bus and the bus was going by uh, the valley that that, that um, battle actually took place in. So I, I ran up to the bus driver and said, you got to stop. You got to stop. I've got to get some rocks out of this river. It was a dry riverbed. And this is where David slew Goliath. So so uh, anyway, it took a lot of convincing, but I got him to stop. It was Thanksgiving day, actually. Um, and, and so I got him to stop the bus. I, I said, just stay here for five minutes. Let me run out there and grab some rocks. I ran out there and I, I just can't tell you, being in that place at that moment, and I wanted to pick up th- some smooth stones, just like the Bible says, he picked up some smooth stones. I wanted to pick up some smooth stones and cart them back here not for any other reason, but to show people a visual of what, you know, these rocks actually came from the place that David slew Goliath, you know, those kind of things, those are lasting things. They, they mean something to people, you know, they mean like, I'll, they're in the pulpit at the church now, and they'll, they'll remain there as long as God has us there, because we always bring them out all the time to show people. You know, people have asked me, "Can I have one? Can I have one?" And I I brought several home, and I I gave several away. But I'm down to those you know few stones now. <laughs> I can't give any more away. I don't want to give them away, because they've they've made such an impact on people's lives. They they, they take them in their hand and they say, "These actually came from where David slew Goliath." I said, "Yeah," you know. So these things are relevant to people. They 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 attach themselves to them. It means something to them. So, yeah, I mean, anything, any, any story in this word, the, you know, the story doesn't change. We change. Therefore, the story does change to us. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, I guess, you know, another thing that I'm curious about, I don't want to stray too far away from the topic. I think this kind of has a little bit to do with it. If we're talking about applying this to our lives, um, how does one, or is there like controversy surrounding um which stories in the Bible would be considered parables and which ones are events that actually happen is, does it, does it reference when it's talking about a parable in the Bible?
0: Yes. It always says, and Jesus spoke a parable, you know, to the hearers or or whatever. There's always, it's you can tell the difference between the actual happenings and the parables. There's, there's, there's nothing confusing in there. It, it should never be confusing. And if it is, there's an issue. So there's an issue with us. It's not with God's word because he's, he's, he's laid it out extremely simple for us to understand. So when you were,
1: um, when you were actually in that valley and you were collecting those rocks, do you feel closer to God or was it just one of these, this is cool moments? Cause I'm visiting it.
0: No, uh, every, every area that I've had, I've been blessed to go to, uh, in Israel, anywhere, Egypt, Israel, all those places, um, every time I've gone to those places, it's been, it's 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 not it's really I can't explain it as emotional because it's way beyond emotional. It's actually, you know, like when I was on the Via della Rosa, where Jesus actually walked and, and carried that cross. You know, he was whipped and spit on, and and on his way to the uh, to to Golgotha. Um, when I walked to the actual place that he walked. Um, can't tell you, it, it, it's way beyond emotional. It's, um, it's, it's almost like, um, it's almost like you would, you're, you're there with him at the time. And, uh, it's way beyond moving or emotional or any of those things.
1: Is that place completely redone basically from that time or do they
0: try to preserve a lot of it? A lot of it's been preserved. What you have to be careful of is a lot of places, um, a lot of places will like there's there's like six places that say, this is David's, David's tomb, you know, so you have to cipher which one's the right one. You know what Is I mean? that
1: speculation on which one was actually his tomb or is that just people trying to make money?
0: Yeah. It's just, um, it's, it's a tour, it's tourist attractions. So you, so, I mean, we've been over there enough and we've, be, we've been with the right people. So we know the actual places, but, um, yeah, there's, you have to be careful in those, those instances, you know, like um, when you go to um, Jericho, you know, Jericho was completely destroyed, but they have an, a, a place that they believe is the real Jericho. So, you know, when you're there, if you, if you know God's word, you know, you realize that place has been completely destroyed. So how can you tell that it's actually Jericho? But they've dug down and they have found underneath the ground remainder of walls and, but, but the Bible says the walls were destroyed, you know, the walls came tumbling down as we know the story. So, you know, you just have to, you have to put your Bible knowledge in with what you're seeing. Um, some of the sites, I mean, Galgotha, there's no doubt that, that Galgotha is, is the actual one because you can still see portions of the skull in the, in the, um, in the wall, you know, the rock wall. So you really? can, yeah, wow. you, it's really moving. So there's some places that you, you know, um, Masada. We were able to climb Masada, so we made it all the way to the top of Masada, and you know that that's the actual place. You can look down and see where the Roman armies were encamped, you know, when they when they took Masada. So you know, there's there's definitely places and situations you know are real and then there's ones that you have to have bible knowledge in order to know okay this is this is sketchy I don't know if this is actually the place
1: were you able to visit the place that um Jesus was actually on the cross out yeah that's the top of Golgotha oh that yeah. is okay yeah. and Calvary and did yeah. you feel anything different when you went up there
0: yeah because we um we actually I had a little group with me and we did um we did communion there and uh there was not a dry eye in that, you know, in, in the place. At that point, we we had brought um, little communion cups, and um, we had our the, the wine there, and uh, we did an actual, um, you know, we did the Lord's Supper there, and uh, that was probably one of the most moving times of my life. Because you know, the only way to describe it, you, you think that people think you know you you were caught up in the emotion of it, but it's way beyond emotion when when you have a love for the lord and you can actually go to the place that he was crucified and realize that all that took place for me and you you know all that took place for us it's it goes way beyond
1: emotion yeah i bet guys i didn't mean to drag us too far away as soon as as soon as he starts talking about any time that he's you know visited israel or any other place I am just so enthused with it. I hope one day I get the pleasure of going and getting to experience those things too. But um, not to get too far away and to kind of just bring us back and round this thing out, guys, is the the Bible. Um, it's it's old, but it's new. It's always gonna have something new for you, and um, the the newness is gonna come every single day. It's like you said. He's been, you know, um, Roger's been a pastor for 30 years. He's you know been saved since he was 15. Uh, how many times has he gone through this book and you're still finding new things Absolutely. all this time later? You're never going to be able to finish and complete this book because it's always going to have something new for you and it will apply to your life. Um, me as a new Christian can testify to that because I've already told you guys that uh, I will read a scripture and it will just relate to something else in my life. So God's going to pinpoint what he wants you to get from that certain scripture.
0: Yeah, and you know, the the, the, the great thing about the, the Word of God is is, it, you know, we have a, a little saying, we say, God's word we must obtain. If we're ever gonna have a relationship with him, this is his way of speaking to us, right? I mean, we, we, we feel his spirit speak to us and we, he speaks to us through other people and through situations, but his word is, it speaks to us in a way that nothing else does. And so it's relevant every single day. Whether it whether you're a child or whether you're an elderly person, you it, it, it's relevant to you every single day. And it's, the, you know, there's no better way to explain it except the handbook of life. If you want to live a good life, know this, this book definitely
1: guys that's all the time we have for the podcast today we thank you for listening please be praying for us above all else that's the only thing we're going to ask is that you guys pray for us but if you guys are willing to do more we'd like you guys to go on the facebook page our website sign up and uh interact with us guys that's what we want the most we want this community to to build we want it to be god-centered and we want um we want everyone to be blessed for it so we hope you guys have an amazing day like and follow us and we will see you on the next one